Motherfucker, you have a responsibility to speak recklessly. People. Otherwise, my kids may never know what reckless talk sounds like. People like the joys of being wrong. I didn't come here to be right. Can you fuck around? People like games. That's fucking outstanding. What's up, what's up, folks? And welcome to episode 8-9 of People Like Games. I'm Solo, and it has been a minute, to say the least. Two episodes in two months is a shame that precedes us on our return, or me, at least, for the moment, because, as you can tell, Lilo is still out on a bit of a sabbatical, nursing a quite busy schedule, so we are hoping to be back uh, at a Benjamin for the start of Season 4, which should be about November. So you'll have me alone for the final two as we wrap up. Uh, but it's back on the weekly. This one is going to be out on a Friday, but next week will be Wednesday. And then the two interim weeks that we are on break, uh, setting up Season 4, will be some uh, new content. But before I ramble on for too long let's get back to kicking things off properly as they should and you know how we do it here that's right that's right the best damn in the business is back in the business with the business you can find us on twitter and instagram the handle at people like games this show you happen to be listening to at this very moment can be found on the usual suspects Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, and beginning now, every episode will also be on YouTube, and each of the segments will be clipped in there as well. So finally, if you do not want to have to hear uh, an hour of us to find out about that topic uh, that you want to hear an opinion on, well, we're going to make it easier for you. However, um... Now, on to our next thing. It is something we haven't plugged as much on the podcast, but you can expect that to change. You can find our shop over at peoplelikegames.com. We do have men's and women's clothing. So if you happen to uh, be either gender, prefer to be either gender, whatever the case is, we got a fit for you. And lastly, the PLG subreddit, which has been in a sort of zombie form, is now going to be rebooted ever so correctly. Our backslash people like games is that one. That's everything for that end. Uh, we do have an event coming up in October, the Halloween Gaming Festivus. The tickets are available on Eventbrite right now. However, we are going to be changing the date to the 25th uh, of October. So if you're a podcast listener and happen to be in Long Island and be potentially attending the event or have bought your ticket ready, Surprise! Uh But we shall get to that uh, on an Instagram post later, which we gave you the handle for on the top. However, normally we do uh, a quick scope off the top, but I'm going to steal Lilo's little segment here and give you a little bit of the talk and say that I'm going to instead start off with uh, a segment I'm going to call Slightly Delayed. That'd be just sort of the stories that sort of popped up in the, in, in the last week or two that we ended up missing. Overall, it hasn't been crazy out there, but now it's getting back to crazy. So what a perfect time to be back. So let's say I don't have a sound cue for this one just yet, but 
Bookie that idea is terrible. The usual for whatever's over the top. All right, let's get into it. So, beginning with Mixer, uh, which had a little bit of its own uh, plays as of recent. The uh, well, one of the stories we ended up missing is that the service ended up rolling out ads across both its first party and partnered content. So that means its original content and its uh, partnered streamers. So one of the things was that uh, the ads, which will appear for anyone who doesn't have the pro subscription, which they're also uh, rolling out, uh, will uh, be forced to watch the ad. And the thing is, or the interesting part of this is that they have not delineated whether uh, partnered streamers would be receiving any of the revenue coming from ads played on their channel. Um, however, they do. If you're, uh, was it? If you're subscribed to that streamer, then you get to skip the ad anyway. Whatever the case is, I'm curious about how that money breakdown works. Um, and so, money is a curious question because I believe we were here. Maybe we were not. However, Ninja has gone over to Mixer. And that was pretty much out of the blue. Uh, he was pretty much the Twitch golden boy and the, the sort of representative cash cow image. Now they do have like a series of, you know, high, you know, volume streamers and, you know, high followed streamers. But Ninja had a particular place in, in Twitch lore and history. And uh, in a recent interview with his wife, Jessica Blevin, uh, I believe it was her name. Uh, she basically detailed what led them to leave Twitch and go to Mixer. She wanted to emphasize that it wasn't about money, but it was about money because apparently in a sort of off statement, it was basically Twitch was trying to control the amount of uh, branded and sponsored uh, content and sort of sponsorships he could get outside of Twitch or probably without Twitch seeing a percentage profit of it. And um, for someone who helped probably put Twitch on the map as much as uh, they helped put him on the map, uh, I think they probably should have given him some more favorable sort of special terms that they wouldn't give to anyone else. But they didn't. And Microsoft apparently approached them with the bag and said, do whatever you want and we'll just give you a lot of money. And they were like, obviously it was a great decision because they're trying to build their brand outside of gaming, and that's something uh, she mentioned very early on in the in the the ninja growth back, you know, even in like the early days of his Fortnite sort of run. But anyway, uh, lastly, I'm going to finish that off with I guess some of these moves that Mixer are making are not sort of in line with the co-founder's uh, vision, which probably speculation. Uh, from myself, but James Bohm was one of the co-founders uh, of Mixer, which is formerly Beam, before Microsoft ended up buying it and renaming it, uh, ended up uh, leaving. He was very happy uh, and, you know, gave the usual sort of, um, you know, what's it called? Uh, the usual statement on his time over there, but I guess, you know, the way that they've sort of switched over to, you know, I guess competition with Twitch now is not in line. So he's moving to you know, sort of work on different gaming projects. So here's hoping he comes and finds us because we'll take you on. We can't pay you a lot, but we can give you exposure. Ha, 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 shout out to the freelancers who got that one. Anyway, uh, next up, I got a little bit of Apple. The Apple Arcade launched. That was something that 
Uh, I think it was priced $4.99. It is pretty uh, well-priced. Uh, I just happened to get it myself. I haven't tested it out enough. I do think it will end up being a sort of sleeper hit uh, because I think just yesterday, the iOS update started allowing uh, wireless Sony and Xbox controllers to be uh, functional on games on your mobile phone. And if you have, say, an Apple TV, you'll be able to sort of play that on the television. So there's a couple of mobile games that are high in quality in that once you get it on a scale of a television, as long as it's sort of uh, scaled out properly to the dimensions of the screen and not sort of like a, a black box around it and sort of ported to the wrong you know, uh, ratio, then uh, it should be a great experience. So we'll find out. Uh, and I will be back with an update on that. Uh, anyway... Last up, a few shots that I'm going to go through. E3 is looking to revamp itself as sort of a festival and sort of attract a larger crowd than the sort of corporate sort of entity that it's become. And so, honestly, we'll, I'm just going to say now, you can expect to see us at E3. Uh, organizers, emails in the bio, so hit us with those invites. Uh, Rockstar has joined uh, Ubisoft and EA in launching its own uh, gaming shop slash streaming service. Um, it makes sense because Rockstar has the most valuable entertainment property of all time with Grand Theft Auto V, which is not slowing down. Red Dead 2 probably didn't take off like they wanted, but I'm sure they have something up their sleeve. And um, one of the things they did not comment about with that uh, game's launcher was the... Um, what would occur to the availability uh, of its titles on other storefronts, which is something we've seen with, you know, Epic Store and Steam becoming an issue of people, who, whatever the case is, well, people who bought uh, pre-ordered a game on Valve that then goes up, uh, that ends up going to exclusivity on Epic Game Store, and so all the nonsense that works out with that one. But anyway, next up. Uh, a little sort of surprise, not really surprised. Discord closes Nitro. Uh, it was its potential sort of competitor in uh, the gaming sort of uh, shop platform ecosystem. And that was very much a space I was opening up. And that happened actually funny enough. They launched Discord uh, Nitro. And then I think the Epic Games Store, I'm, I'm going to double check this and come back with it next week. Uh, then Epic Games Store launched like a month later with the 88-12 split on its revenues, which was 88% to the developers and 12% to Epic. Um, and sort of just stole all of their thunder. And they've been sort of on their legs ever since. I never really understood what the point was other than it was a potential opportunity. And now just recently, which we'll get to in the updated news, um, they just had a round of layoffs. Makes sense because they should have understood that they are best sort of served as a community forum organizing tool uh, and service. It's sort of a gaming slack, if we're going to be honest. So as long as people understand that, don't don't get into the wrong thing. So uh, know what you're about and you're your your functions don't try to jump into every other function uh, unless you start like that and if you start like that then it becomes a natural outgrowth rather than um so that looks like an opportunity anyway uh lastly i have steam ended up changing their uh algorithm to make games discovery uh better because that has been a recurring issue and one of the reasons that you know it's 
now Monopoly is faltering because there's competition that exists and people are like, no, I don't want this. And um, apparently it wasn't very popular. I think it's just difficult with the amount of games and there's no real system to be able to correctly highlight every single game that comes out, especially with the statistics of the numbers of games that come out now. So unless you raise the bar of what's accepted in or, you know, you're always going to deal with some sort of fault. Um, Actually, one more piece of story. Nike unveiled Chinese League of Legends teams jerseys, and they're pretty dope. They're clean, minimal, look like um, soccer jerseys, footy jerseys, um, and I'd I'd get one if the team was right. Um, Nike, we're looking for a partner in clothing as well, so I could use a people like games jersey. Shit, that looks dope. Anyway, that's what we have from a couple of old news. I was going to go over COD going cross-platform, but that did not seem necessary because I'm going to be covering Sony introducing cross-play sort of uh, as a whole. Um, oh, and Link's Awakening came out. And where are we button? Where are we button? I got this. I have a thing. I have one. Hey! Um, and I've been playing it, and it's really, really a fun game. And all... Because I never played the original one, so all it really makes me feel is... God damn it, when is a freaking uh wind waker remake coming out for switch because it is very popular and this one's a a critical smash too and a very popular game wind waker would just even be bigger than what link's awakening is offering because it was a, a it's a smaller game as a whole that you know you could beat pretty quickly but this other one far larger far more money so think about it oh and um Actually, fuck it, I'm going to bring that in. I'm going to keep that in the, the new news. So now, now we can get back into the usuals, um, but going to do it slightly differently. So let's start up with Sony introducing crossplay uh, and cutting the price of PS Play, their streaming gaming service. It makes sense because they have, uh, I guess, in my analysis, are starting to f- potentially feel nervous about the impending arrival of cloud and the partnership that Microsoft and Nintendo struck. And I feel like once they realize that it's not necessarily a threat to the Sony ecosystem or the PlayStation ecosystem to allow crossplay, but sort of might even bring over new people uh, who had one or, or, or wanted to purchase one, whatever the case was, um, for whatever reason people have their preferences like you know if all, if for all intents and purposes if you could play on any version of anything like we're you're there now you want to play apple arcade and you want to play this game well okay do you what controller do you want to play on really becomes it rather than you know sort of the the what you're offering so then you know worry about your content so come out with great ip like you were doing at the end of ps4 and you'll be fine so now uh this is a good idea the price cut was smart the opening up and quietly releasing the beta of, or un, or going out of the beta, rather, excuse me, uh, for cross-play, also a great idea. Overall, Sony needs to welcome uh, a more open gaming uh, environment uh, because that is set to occur now that uh, mobile gaming... No, 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 we're going we're gonna to finish with that one. Ubisoft has released a freak of... Geez, wow, Lord, that was... Uh, a switch up, but I'm going to do this quickly. Oh, wait, we got Hadouken on, on Super Automated. Um, finish this one up with Ubisoft released a 
free coding rabbits game uh, that's aimed at kids. It launches on October 8th, uh, and I think it is a great use of popular gaming IP and uh, a great way to introduce programming, even if it's in whatever manner it ends up being. I haven't taken a look at, at the UX UI of it or how it sort of functions, but just introducing the concepts of coding through characters they love. It's sort of like when typing games were big when computers first came out. And that helped a lot of people, whether you know they agree or not. I think gamifying coding and programming might be a real good way to sort of push STEM education um, for a lot of kids. Uh, because if entertainment is what they crave, why not just use uh, entertainment in education or, as they say, put uh, some sugar in the medicine? Anyway, or put some medicine in the sugar, rather. Look at me, just doubling, doubling down, reversing. Where are you, Evo? But now, really, we're going to finish this baby off with uh, a pretty big one. And so uh, the... Where we're not, when am I even gonna go with this? Am I just gonna am I gonna just final lap this one? Yeah, I'm gonna final lap this one because why not? So oh, it's beautiful. I can't remember what that was. Yeah. And so mobile gaming has arrived in the West. Simultaneously, we have seen the release of Nintendo's Mario Kart Tour, which, funny enough, was episode ten of this show uh, on covering it initially. And then uh, Call of Duty Mobile, which is developed by your... That's right. That's right. Levo, I miss you. But here we go. Tencent, because this is one of their international efforts. And um, I think it's a pretty genius way for them to potentially get out of uh, having the restrictions they're facing in the Chinese market. So... Look at China using the American market rather than America using the Chinese market. That's 21st century arrived. Um, so, beginning with the Mario Kart Tour, which I was very bullish and can be on record saying I believed had the potential to change uh, the way mobile gaming sort of functioned uh, in the West because the, the concept was, one, Mario Kart is the most generally accessible game of all time just all time everyone knows it everyone can play it it can just be picked up now if you add the concept of of cloud gaming and what what was the, the basis was that you would free people from having to be in, in a specific setup and so on a mobile phone even if you want to play xbox live right now you'll you'll text your friends say yo let's play this game then you guys or if you even want to get it on pc you have to set up a, a setup and play but if you're sitting down it explains the rise of text uh, in-text game uh, games or in-game uh, in-text games that have come out like the pool games and the beer pong shot games why I want to play a game with a friend all I gotta do is send a text message that automates the the social interaction and the connection of the game whereas before whereas for all these other ones you had this process or this payment set up to be able to get in I really thought my real card tour if they set up the proper back end and were able to create that sort of system that would allow people to connect with each other, even just through phones, uh, through phone numbers or their contact books or anything. But nope, Nintendo went and decided they wanted to create a aggressively monetized version of their game that includes a gold pass that is paid monthly, not even yearly. Um, 
with no multiplayer on launch. So, <laughs> I don't really have much I can go off of yet. So I, I did it. They have a two-week trial for the for the Gold Pass. So I, I got that right now. I, you can pay for the month, but if you cancel within two weeks, it's free. Because I wanted to see what the difference was. It's a minimal amount of content at the moment, but the point of the game is going to be very much founded, obviously, on uh, the multiplayer. So, barring the sort of uh, unveiling of that one, I can't really say much yet. So, it's popular. It's, you know, 90 million downloads in, in a couple of days. And it's just, the numbers are there so far, but is the impact there? So, the impact's not there yet. The numbers are there. I'm waiting to see if the two end up crossing uh and for our next one we have call of duty mobile and i'm gonna get back to nintendo mobile but i'm gonna continue on with this so the call of duty uh 10 10, 10 cents call of duty uh arrived and apparently it's really popular as well it's made two million dollars in the u.s or the eu region the fastest to ever do that in a day um it's, it's gonna hit some numbers it's only been out for a day so there's only so much uh or two days at this point but there's only so much information about the numbers other than the first 24. What I'd like to do is to see what the uh, multiplayer aspect is like. I have not gotten a chance to sit down with it just yet, but I know it is impactful because my brother texted me and said, I really like this game. I don't think my brother's ever played a mobile game before in his life. He likes Call of Duty, but now to have Call of Duty Mobile and to actually be a fan of the, of the series and to enjoy it, that's exactly what they want, right? And they being, I guess not the game developer, they, they license that shit out to Tencent to develop. But regardless, um, if you see COD is obviously one of the most popular franchises in the world, add, you know, accessibility on a mobile phone, then every person who not only loves it and has the money, but every person who previously loved it but did not have the money to get the console and the controller and the game or whatever or the computer and the game suddenly has access so now you might not so who's going to be affected probably like hardware sellers at a certain degree you're going to have to have very unique or interesting hardware but uh publishers and the sort of owners of the digital content and the creators of the game they're going to be very profitable because those are going to be <clears throat> ever sustaining concepts like what does Call of Duty Mobile ever really need to do other than perpetually update itself? They don't, they don't need to do... It's the model that every single console game should start looking into. If you're FIFA, uh, you know, why are you releasing a brand new fucking game every year and creating the, the product costs associated with that and all of the, all of the yeah, 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 blah, 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 instead of being like, yo, what if we just focus all of our money on... The, the creation of the digital game and what would go into it and then worried about just updating that and then making it a, a cost per update of like $10 and then everything else was run through the microtransaction system that I've set up. That would allow the FIFA Ultimate Team Pack, which apparently dominates FIFA 20. I wanted to get it, but uh, apparently the game's great, but that sort of ruins it. So now if you took away the $60 price tag and included the microtransaction, you'd be cool. I'm very curious to see as the new Modern Warfare is coming out, are they going to end up doing the same bullshit that Black Ops did and be like, oh, you just bought a $60 game? Well, here's a $50 battle pass. Now I'm like, what the fuck was the point of paying for the game then? Am I paying for a complete game? Am I not paying for a complete game? How's that shit work? So, 
DOD has this built-in market, Nintendo has this built-in market. <laughs> the question I'd like to see is after a week uh, or two or a month, what the revenue generated is going to be like. And it's going to be a very unique comparison because, I mean, obviously these two hit a very distinct parts of the market and overlapping parts of the market simultaneously and sort of introduce game, mobile gaming to, I guess, a larger degree of a larger audience now. So it's more ingrained just because these games are out there. And so subconsciously or consciously, the, that playing field has now been created. So now all you need is a good game. You don't have to convince people that mobile gaming is viable in the West. You just now need the game that can be it. And I think personally, the only game that can be it, let alone from its content, which shout out to Marshall McLuhan, the medium is the message. So what is the game that will utilize the medium and the medium is connection? So how are you going to use the ability to connect with other people to play games? Because they figured out how to do it through... Like I said, the in-text games, um, and I thought Nintendo was going to potentially stumble upon it with no track record, and with Nintendo Online being very much a, a case study in their inability to work out the back-end infrastructures required. Um, it just sort of thinks, like, uh, maybe the Switch is, like, everyone's like, oh, maybe Nintendo is, maybe it is the apex of their technological capabilities, and that's why, shout out to Gumbe Yokoi, lateral thinking with wither technology does not, does have its um, limitations when you when you think about not, say, physical hard structures, but like backend infrastructures. And so uh, whatever you can do, uh, I'm, I'm curious, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see what the next games are going to be. I really think Nintendo, if they end up getting a positive response from this monthly subscription, which I've been saying for, for a lot, forever, just release all the Pokemon games and make it $5 a month. You think people aren't gonna pay for that shit? But to pay $5 a month for Mario Kart, slightly different. Um, and so a series of ports paying $5, that's access to multiple, single game, pro an unexpected move by Nintendo. Um, and so that that's actually gonna be a, a, a video that we'll be doing in the future on YouTube actually. Um, the evolution of their mobile revenue model starting from Nintendo uh, from uh, excuse me, from Mario runs a uh, couple of free levels and pay $10 for the whole game to um, what they have now which is aggressive to say the least um, so closing up I guess uh, let's say what else we have here I got the WGA which is the Writers Guild of America has uh, decided not to hand out a award for video game writing next year, uh, saying that uh, there is not enough games to be uh, selected, uh, or not enough games to provide for a meaningful award selection process, which is, whew, they're about to catch some terror from uh, gamers, because that is <clears throat> a little bit uncool. Um, but anyway, uh, what else do I have for you? Um, not, I guess, I, when it's when it's short episode, short episode, I guess we're going to go into the, the near future. So next episode is going to be sort of uh, the season tray finale for, for, for all intents and purposes. A little bit of a recap on what started out the season and what ended it in terms of 
content, etc. cetera, uh, stories, um, top moments. Uh, so a little look back on what's been a little explanation of what we are working on now and what we plan to be doing in the future. So if you have been missing us, fear not. Uh, you have me, at least for a little bit. And then we'll be back at full strength in our Voltron mode. And then we are going to be bringing out the the big guns this season. We have some hu- huge announcements coming up in October. Um, a lot of content coming out. A lot of different content on all the different platforms. So if you're like, I don't want to see the same posts on just three different social medias. Uh, that's not how we roll. Each one will get you a specific flavor, um, which, uh, you know, the chefs in this kitchen... Um, think combined is a pretty damn pretty damn whole uh so without further ado or without much more to say to be frankly honest uh i am going to be happy that we're back man it has been too long we do apologize uh in the in between we be living but now it's back it's a big year ahead and you know what month it is. Mm-hmm. That's right. It is my favorite month of the year. Expect a whole lot of Halloween shit. Halloween Gaming Festivus. Friday, October 25th. Long Island, New York. Launchpad, Huntington. Tickets on Eventbrite. Tickets will be available at the door and be sold in person on the streets. So, anyway. That's all I got for you for the comeback. Sorry for the rust, but um, I caught the wave towards the end. So uh, expect, you know, if, I, if I'm rolling solo for an episode or two, that I'm going to get some shit that maybe not gaming related or, or, or maybe is or maybe isn't. Who knows? I know. I probably won't. But anyway, thank you for coming back. Glad to be back. And uh, let's get it rolling again. Peace. We will.